Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Good morning. Welcome to Calvary Chapel. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 11 this morning. Truth bomb. Verse 43, second woe. Woe to you Pharisees, for you love the best seats in the synagogue and the greetings in the marketplaces. They love the prestige and the respect that they received. In the synagogue, they have these thrones that would be set up and they love to be asked to sit in one of these seats of honor. I remember going to church when I was a kid. We had these thrones on the stage. And I don't know what that was all about. You know, I think it's probably common in a lot of churches, but they have these big chairs, you know, big fancy chairs with high backs in them on, across the stage. And certain people got to sit there, the pastor, and then some other people got to sit in them. And my pastor in the church I went to when I was a really little kid wore robes. It's a trip, you know, like dude's wearing a robe, you know, he's all important, you know, and he gets up there and he eloquently speaks his stuff or whatever. And I hated every minute of it. But you know, the, the reality is, is that, you know, it's, there's a prestige that comes with that. And these guys, it says they loved it. Now here's what's interesting is this word love here isn't, you know, just the basic love, like a flail, like a, I kind of like it type of thing. This word means, this word's agapeo. This word is the word that we use when we think, talk about our love towards Jesus or our love towards our spouse or one another. This is a, a love that's completely given over to something. These guys were not agapeo towards God. They were completely given over to the honor that they were receiving before men. And he says, this is what we can't, we can't stand. They, they love the greetings in the marketplace. They love to be called rabbi, rabbi, rabbi. You know, to be revered by people. You know, it's interesting that a lot of clergy take on that title reverend, which means to be revered, right? And Jesus says, don't be like that. Don't be like that. In some, in some, clergy, some clergy, they call them father and others, even your holiness, which is crazy to me. Being called pastor, which means the shepherd who feeds the sheep, is almost too much for me. I mean, you just call me Mike. But you know, to be called something, you know, to, to desire a title or something like that, or oh, you need to call me this, you know. I, and I've actually had people, well, call, you need to call me father. Well, you're not my father. <laughs> you're not my real father, you know. It's just, it's trippy. That's what these guys were. Matthew chapter 20, verse 25 tells us this, is, but Jesus called them to himself, his disciples, and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so amongst you, but whoever desires to be great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. And so in, within, 
within the church, when we're, when we're to be revered by everyone or, or we're at the top, that means that we're a brand new Christian. And as you, everybody's serving you and you work your way down to where you're serving more people until you get to the place of being the servant of all. That's, that's the model for the Christian church, not this hierarchy of, of leadership that, that so many try to impose upon themselves or receive for themselves. So verse 44, he says, this is the third woe. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. If you were like graves which are not seen, and the men who walk over them are not aware of them. In the Jewish law, Numbers 19, 16 through 19, it says that if you came in contact with a dead body or walked over a grave or touched a grave, then you were unclean. And, and that was, that's what Jesus is talking about. In Jerusalem during the festivals, they'd whitewash tombs so that they would stand out so that nobody accidentally touched them. And they were beautiful, these intricate tombs, but you didn't want to just think it was a building or a wall and accidentally lean up against somebody's tomb and then realize, oh, wait a minute, I, I'm seven days unclean. Because it was seven days unclean, then washing, this intricate washing you had to do, and then an offering that you had to bring in order to cleanse yourself and to be able to come to the feasts or able to worship with others after being made unclean. And so... Interestingly enough, Jesus would even say this about them. Matthew chapter 23, verse 27. is similar but different. He says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Even so, you also, you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you're full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. And so, in other words, what we're seeing is we're seeing these men who were living one way, but in their hearts, they were very different. And so everyone that they touched, everyone they came in contact with, became defiled. And, and so that, that's, that's kind of the, the vibe that Jesus is saying here. These guys were defiling everyone they touched. They were leading people into ritual, religion, and requirement, and not into relationship. And of course, we, we have a relationship because of what Jesus did for us. That's what the gospel is, right? Back then, they were supposed to be a representative of God and the love of God and the mercy of God and to do justice and mercy. And that's what Micah tells us. is it's, He has shown you, O oh man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you to, ju- to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. And that's what they were to do. But instead, they were, they were having this outward show. And of course, Jesus changed everything through the gospel where he, he reconciled us to God through the death on the cross and through the resurrection from the dead. So it, it's, it's beautiful what we can have this relationship with God, and that's the example that Jesus gives us. Not someone who exalts themselves, but someone who humbles themselves even to the death on the cross. And, and as we follow him, he expects us to follow the same way. Verse 45, it says, Then one of the lawyers answered and said to him, Teacher, by saying these things you reproach us also. So you have to love this guy, you know, it sounds like us lawyers too, he says. <laughs> Jesus doesn't disagree. Yep. Verse 46, the, the fourth woe, woe to you also lawyers, for you load men with burdens hard to bear, and you yourselves do not touch, not, not touch the burdens with one of your fingers. So these are things that the scribes and the experts of the law were doing, putting burdens on people that they couldn't keep themselves. And, you know, basically weighing heavy upon people. It'd be like telling somebody, well, you have to keep the Ten Commandments, you know. Well, I mean, which ones wouldn't you want to keep? Of course, they're important, but 
Have you kept the Ten Commandments? And as we go through it and we see what, what the Ten Commandments say and what Jesus said about the Ten Commandments, we realize we're guilty of all of them. The Ten Commandments are not there to, to make us righteous. There's nothing about the Ten Commandments that, that, that help us. It just condemns us and drives us to the Savior. That's why Paul would say to the Galatians that the law was a schoolmaster which leads us to Christ. But once we're, we're, once we're at full maturity, once we come to Christ, we're no longer under the schoolmaster. Because he writes his law upon our hearts and on our minds. He changes who we are from the inside. And that's what we're talking about, this inside transformation that the law and and the teachers of the law could not do for anybody. And and I think that it's important as we as we think about that, you know, and what he's condemning them here for is not putting burdens on somebody else that we can ourselves cannot bear. I love what Paul said to the Romans. In Romans chapter 15, verse 8, he said this, For I dare not, dare not to speak of any of those things which Christ has not accomplished through me in word or deed to make the Gentiles obedient. In other words, Paul, Paul's saying, I'm not going to go and preach to the Gentile churches and, t- and teach theory to them. Well, theoretically, this is how we're supposed to be. No, he says, I have to allow Jesus to work it out in my own heart and in my own life, and that's what I'm going to teach to the people. And that's what I, I mean, from the time we started the church, I, this, I take this verse very seriously. And I'm not going to teach you guys things that are theory to me, that I haven't seen worked out in my own life and the lives of those around me. And I think it's important that we understand that. You know, how does this all work? Well, we need to figure that out before we start trying to teach it, right? In verse 47, the fifth woe, woe to you, for you build the tombs of the prophets and your fathers killed them. In fact, you bear witness that you approve the deeds of your fathers, for they indeed killed them and you built their tombs. Therefore, the wisdom of God also said, I will send them prophets and apostles, and some they will kill and persecute. And the blood of all the prophets which will be shed from the foundation of the world may be required of this generation from the blood of Abel, to the blood of Zechariah, who prophesied between the altar and the temple, yes, I say to you, it shall be required of this generation. And it is interesting that this generation was the generation that received not just the Messiah that they would reject, but, but God would send Titus the Roman in and destroy the city and the sanctuary in Jerusalem. There'd be hundreds of thousands of Jews would be killed, the slaughtered like, laying like carpet on, on the streets of Jerusalem in the hills of Jerusalem. And then a few years later, during the Bar Kokhba revolt, every Jew would be driven out of Judea and would remain out of Judea for almost 2,000 years, which is amazing. You know, this, this fulfillment that, that would be so, so accurate of what Jesus would warn them of. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208 365 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.